1: It is the thirty-something movie podcast, and we are. I kind of like came in there like the movie phone guy or the in a world. Welcome to movie podcast. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me about the movie you'd like us to talk about? We got to have a movie podcast, like a movie phone movie podcast episode. We could do that. Totally do that. That's, that's kind of like um like our old intro when we first started the podcast. I think was me going in a world. It was. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have the, uh, I think for a stretch of time, we had the Avengers theme as our background music. Then I think we had the Ant-Man theme as our background music. And it was me starting in a world where five friends come together to talk about movies. (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff. I remember this time. There wasn't the evil laugh, but, you know, there was a time. The year, gentlemen, was 2015, probably. Give or take, give, yeah. Give or take a decade. Um, which, by the way, I think on our last episode, Pat, you said that you're super excited for the Matrix. That's like your next Batman '89 kind of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we we are. I I would assume that you you would do understand we're like eight years away from that.
0: I realize that. Okay. All right. I just want to. make But sure. after all the trailers and everything, like I'm just that excited for that movie.
1: Okay. All right. mm-hmm. I just I, I just want to make sure that you were aware that that was like almost a decade away. I mean it gives you something to look forward to.
0: We've, we we got this,
1: guys. We can make it. Oh we got oh we can totally make it. Yeah. All right. Um so let's see. We've got this time around, we have got Frankie and Johnny. Um not the version from the fifties, but the, the version from nineteen ninety one, uh, starring Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. So very, very quickly, do spoil the movies that we talk about, and we just kind of talk freely and sometimes spoil all kinds of other stuff, too. So just be aware. We, we spoil stuff. Uh, the 30-Something Movie Podcast is part of the Scene Stealers Podcast Network. We are sponsored by Scene Stealers International Convention Agent. They've got a top-class roster of movie and TV stars ready to be booked now for Comic-Cons or events. So if you are... <laughs> In any way affiliated with a comic con or event, and you're looking for celebrities to get booked for that, head on over to www. Uh, that is scene steal like scene as in s c e n e stealers. global. com, and uh, you can visit our website thirty podcast. Um, we don't have any celebrities, but if you want to book us for your event, like we'll we'll travel. That would be cool. That would be cool. Like we'll, traveling and doing parties yeah we'll travel we'll party we'll you know we could record a live episode at your place we could totally do that yeah so i mean if you want to book us for like a bar mitzvah or or a wedding or a, you know we'll if, if for some reason you don't want live music you want live podcasting we could totally do that do kids birthday parties that's totally fine that's totally fine, I'm up for that. So, uh, so I mean, it, there's nowhere to really book us on 30podcast.com, but you know, if you reach out to us, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, other things you can do on our website are to leave us a rating, you can leave us a voicemail, and you can become a co-executive producer via Patreon. If you're not already, you're missing out on some really good stuff. Um, we have several episodes on there of bonus content. We've got uh, bonus episodes that come out monthly, on there so if you are joining us there at any level on patreon you get access to all that bonus content so even if it's like a dollar a month uh just to get those extra episodes that's uh less less than the price of a cup of coffee a, i don't know a, a week i don't know it's, oh yeah it's a lot less than the price of a cup of coffee yeah, we're, we're even talking like if you go to the little diner, kind of like the diner in this movie, if you go yeah. to the little diner and it's the senior coffee, that's like 79 cents. Yeah, it's not less than that. But I mean, the other kind of like Starbucks coffee, it's a lot oh, yeah. less than Starbucks coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, you could probably sacrifice one sixth of a cup of Starbucks coffee and head on over to our Patreon and get some extra bonus content every month. There it is. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And do you really need all that caffeine? That's a I trick. That's that's a trick question. You probably do. Yes. Yeah. I I do. I don't. Okay. I don't know about anyone else. I'm
2: I'm not a coffee drinker, so that I don't get running the caffeine. late this morning okay. and didn't get my coffee. And okay. let me tell you, bad bad day. Today did not go well. Okay.
0: Just another manic Monday. Mm-hmm.
1: The uh, the workday does not go well, Enterprise. It did not. Okay. It did not. I was frozen today. (laughs) That's a callback to like two weeks ago. Um. So, so yeah. So this time around our movie is Frankie and Johnny. Um, And I've got, you've probably heard already. I haven't introduced them, but they're here. They're here. It's like, it's like you guys are always here. And that's, that makes me happy. Always Always here. here. Always here. So you can probably hear Patrick. Hey hey. And Bo. Hello. And I am John. And we are the three amigos. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) See, I I knew we were all in. Would you say a plethora? Would you say we for
0: each other and all for one.
1: one. The three brave brave amigos are we. All right. It must be late at night, gentlemen. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're <laughs> would, you, would you say we are a plethora of tired? Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yes, yes I, I need a plethora of sleep. Yeah. I need
0: just a little bit of time. I gotta get through the Matrix trilogy before work tomorrow.
1: There you go. There you go. I almost rebought all of those. I have them all on DVD behind me here. I almost rebought all of those on I still don't have a four K TV, so I don't know why I'm buying all these four K discs. Of everything. For,
2: so you're ready when the TV magically
1: appears. Thank you. That's I, the that's the same argument I've prese- been presenting to my lovely wife. And uh, and how's that been going so far? I don't have a 4K TV. There you go. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> ready. But I'm ready. I was never a boy scout. Ready? I was you're never a boy 4K scout ready. But that's I, wa- I want to be prepared, ready, man. I want to be prepared. Be prepared. Gonna be prepared Ooh. here. So. Um, I did get my one of my siblings had a projector that they had been using instead of a TV, and mm. uh, they were not going to be using it anymore. So I did get that donated to me the other day. So score! I am uh, nice. So we had been talking about when the weather is nice outside. We've been talking about getting a screen, putting it up on the side of the garage, and maybe doing that out by our fire pit. Uh, maybe watch some movies nice. out there. And, there you uh, go. And then i've also got kind of off to the side over here next to my little podcast area um i have my <clears throat> my nerd area where okay i have uh, all my comic books and and everything else um yeah where we've got the nerd a lot all the comic books and the action figures and the statues and all the other stuff um i have a a chair that used to be my dad's chair And uh, I have, I think, maybe just enough room to maybe put that screen up downstairs here when it's not being used outside. So
2: I'm going
1: to create for myself a little, uh, maybe a little movie area down here. Right. So, and then I can watch all the Matrix movies back to back on my non-4K TV with my 4K discs. That's outstanding. It really doesn't matter. I'm going to watch them however, but...
0: Because the, the, the most important thing in that statement is you can watch all the Matrix movies. I can. Absolutely. I you can. know.
1: And yeah. I, you know what I'm a little disappointed in, though, is that I don't still have. I used to have the Animatrix. And I don't oh, still have that. yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that disc went. So
0: I yeah. have it if you ever want to borrow it. OK.
1: It might be online somewhere, too. But often. To...
0: I would be willing to put money on that.
1: Yeah. OK. Well, I know where I can find it. So there it is. All right. Well, our movie this time around is Frankie and Johnny. It came out on the 11th of October, 1991, rated R, with a runtime of one hour, 58 minutes, directed by Gary Marshall, who died in 2016. He also directed Overboard and Pretty Woman. Uh, he also did, like, a bunch of TV, uh, Mork and Mindy, Happy Days. So he's also a producer for this movie. Um, he also produced The Odd Couple, Mork and Mindy, Happy Days, a lot of different stuff. Uh, writers for this one, writer was Terrence McNally, who died in 2020. Um, he did a TV series called Mama Malone and American Playhouse. Cinematography was done by da- Dante Spinati, who also did The Last of the Mohicans and L.A. Confidential. Editor was, uh, there a couple, a couple of editors for this movie. Jacqueline Cambus, who did Black Rain and My Stepmother is an Alien. And Battle Davis, who died in 1994, who did Awakenings and Lethal Weapon 3. Music was done by Marvin Hamlish, who died in 2012. Uh, did music for The Spy Who Loved Me and Three Men and a Baby. Budget for this one was $29 million. Box office was $67 Flick Flickmetrics gives this a 67%. And CinemaScore gives it a B+. Starring Al Pacino, who played Johnny. He was in Serpico and the Godfather movies. Michelle Pfeiffer played Frankie. She was in Dangerous Minds and One Fine Day. Hector Elizondo played Nick. He he was in Pretty Woman and Beverly Hills Cop 3. Nathan Lane played Tim. He was in... There are some who call him... Tim. Tim. (laughs) Thank you, oh, Tim the Enchanter. Uh, He was in The Producers and The Birdcage. I was going to say, when do we get to do that movie? But we're like way past that. We're going to have to... Mm. We're going to have to, like at some point, maybe just do a special episode of Monty Python.
0: Is it it close to a... 20th or not 20th um like, like a, a, 40th a 40th anniversary or,
1: a, or... or that's that's an excellent question of which i'm going to try to answer right now while I'm, I'm i'm talking and typing at the same time let's find out together shall we and we're vamping and we're, we're vamping, vamping. <laughs> and we're vamping and to your left you can see we, um, need a, we need a google song you know i should just get like the uh jeopardy theme
2: do do, mm-hmm. do, 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 This is Thank where you. the Google
0: ends. Yep. I'm borrowing a what was They that? Might Be Giants tune.
2: There was,
1: a, uh, there was a podcaster that kind of inspired me to get going with podcasting many years ago. And uh, he would ha- he would just kind of say it out loud. But he'd have a little thing where he's like, let me Google that for you. All right. GTS, cool. baby. There we go. Um, all right. So and now for something completely different. came out in 1971. Monty Python and the Holy Grail came out in seventy five. Um, Monty Python's Life of Brian came out in seventy nine. Monty Python's The Meaning of Life came out in eighty three. All right, well, so maybe in twenty twenty three we do Monty Python's The Meaning of Life as like a as like a, a forty year one, and maybe we just lump in Life of Brian and Holy Grail. Sure.
0: We could do a Monty Python special for one of our anniversaries.
1: We could do that. We could do, like no, that's a, not bad. Um, the Patreon deal, we could do that. Or.
0: You know, if we we could, yeah. Yeah. Or we could, we could even throw it in like, I don't know, top comedies. So, by, the,
1: so I'm going to tell you what kind of a tangent we went on in the car the other day when I was driving the kids home from their cross country practices. Yeah. Um, and, uh, which by i don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast um both of my children decided to join cross country they awesome awesome says the cross country coach um there are no other runners in our family so we're not quite sure where these children came from um but uh yeah so they both had their first meets they both did very very well um that's so cool so you know that and and by very very well, like my standard of very very well is like you finished the race and didn't die. So, right. But no, hey. they, they they did great. Both of them did great. Um, wherever
0: wherever they finish, man, they're running the same amount of ground that the everyone else is running. You know. I know. And, uh, I know.
1: Well, they had, yeah. an, and each one of that's them set, you know, because they've never done long-distance running before, so this is kind of a new thing for them anyway, so they know that they're not going to be, like, up there with the, you know, the first two or three people finishing the race, but um, they both set some personal goals, you know, for themselves, and both of them, in their very first meets, beat their personal goals, so. That's outstanding. So like, that's, John, that's right just on, so man. cool. That's pretty awesome, so. That's so cool. Um, so I was picking them up from from uh, cross-country practice today, and we, I think I commented on our last episode that it bothers me when I see something like Homecoming abbreviated as Hoco.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, and um, so we were—I was kind of lamenting about that in the car, and I said, you know, another one that always used to bother me when I was a teacher, and kids would like want me, Mister Reed, sign my yearbook, and they would put Hags, H A G S, or
2: Have a great summer, Have a great yeah. summer,
1: and I would always like draw little pictures and be like, I'm not a witch. Um, to which then, this is how it ties into the whole Monty Python thing, uh, to which then I, I but think, he's a witch. I exactly I was like, how do you knew she is a witch? And then of course, Nora, who is my little movie buff, she's like, that's from Monty Python, isn't it? I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well played. You know that. Well yeah. <laughs> she's, I probably shouldn't have showed you that she's, yet. She's, and I was like, turn me into a newt. I got better. (laughs) If she weighs the same as a duck, she's made of wood, and therefore, a witch! (laughs) And what do you do with witches? Burn them! And what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! (laughs) That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, needless to say, we can, at some point, find a place for Monty Python and that has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight, but I, I think we need to find a place for it. Yeah, and we will. Yes, We will. We, we just haven't had a chance to, to do those. Um, where was I? Oh, it was because Nathan Lane's character was called Tim. There were some who call him Tim. Tim. Uh, the producers and the birdcage. Um, that was the, like the longest description of you know a person's character and what other movies they've been in that we've, I think, ever done. It was important information, though, that we it, needed to get out to our listeners. It was. It was, it was basically a PSA. Is it? I mean, the people need to know. The people deserve to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, Kate Nelligan played Cora. She was in U.S. Marshals and the Cider House Rules. Jane Morris played Netta. She was in True Lies and Runaway Bride. Greg Lewis played Tino. He was in Logan's Run and The Running Man. A lot of running there. I uh, wonder if he did a cross-country. Uh, let's see. Al Fan, who died in 2018, played Luther. He was in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot and The French Connection. And Elle Keats played Artemis. She was in Alive and Newsies. When Johnny is released from prison following a forgery charge, he quickly lands a job as a short order cook at a New York diner. Following a brief fling with waitress Cora, Frankie develops an attraction for Cora's friend and felt... <sighs> okay. See, this is... When I get these descriptions... Sometimes they're yeah. not always very well written, so they accidentally right, right. Put, they accidentally put Frankie instead of Johnny.
2: Oh, that's funny! So they just
1: made this a very different movie. Yeah. So Frankie is having a fling with her waitress friend Cora, who then fellow waitress Frank. I, when will then be now?
0: Soon. Soon. Someone needs to do some proofreading on those things.
1: It's true. It's true. Because it might it might require grammar I don't know it's not the same as murder Wow it's, it's not the same as murder it just I, I just felt like it, it needed to be done sure yes it, it will be it shall be done um, all right so let's see let's try that again from the top everybody and a one and a two and a three when Johnny is released from prison following a forgery charge he quickly lands a job as a short- order cook at a New York diner Following a brief fling with waitress Cora, Johnny develops an attraction for Cora's friend and fellow waitress, Frankie. While Frankie resists Johnny's charms initially, she eventually relents when her best friend, Tim, persuades her to give Johnny a chance. Here is the trailer. We'll be back in just a second.
2: The professor just stuck his hand up my skirt again. Okay. You poor old bump. At Nick's Apollo Cafe. Oh! Oh! I am so sorry! It's business as usual. Thank you. I need scrambled with bacon, two easy overs with sausage and a Belgian waffle. But
0: somewhere between the hamburgers and the hash browns. This guy is a hot dog. I feel good. A cook with a hunger for life. My head is full of quarrel, like an egg is full of meat. William Shakespeare, Romeo, and Juliet. Fell for a waitress. I'm asking you out with me tonight on a date. We
1: just asked her out.
2: Who's lost her taste for romance. I want to go out with you, that's all. No. N-O. Frankie? Johnny? Ooh, I just got goosebumps. Do you know that song?
1: Frankie and Johnny!
0: I'm gonna back off, but I gotta tell you
1: something. Well, you know, I'd rather you
0: didn't. I got a crush on you. That a
2: life. Yeah, sure. Send out for a pizza, rent a film, that's dinner and a movie, and I don't have to deal with some jerk trying to put his tongue in my ear. I love
0: the way you swig.
2: I feel like you're too needy for me. Oh come on, what is that? Well, it means, what does that mean? I just mean? feel like you want everything that I am. She really likes this guy. When it comes to the question of love, oh, 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 oh. I'm okay. Are you okay? Oh.
0: Personally, I think we should be married. I definitely want to have kids. Get out!
2: Some people won't take no for an
0: answer. She's falling for me. What can I say? I'll handle them.
2: Al Pacino. Michelle Pfeiffer. In a
0: Gary Marshall film. Frankie and Johnny. We were a couple before we met. Frankie and Johnny. The song.
2: Didn't they end up killing each other?
0: She killed him, so. You got the edge there.
1: All right. Frankie and Johnny, first question. Uh, We'll double up, as we sometimes do. Uh, Is this the first time you've seen this one? And give me one word, short phrase. How'd the movie make you feel? Patrick, what do you got? First time I've seen it,
0: I think maybe even the first time I've really heard of it. And the movie made me feel good. I really enjoyed the story. Enjoyed the movie. So it
2: made me feel good. First time I'd seen it. And yeah, it was cute. It was a little slow going and a little disjointed at times. But all in all, it wasn't bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like this one. This is not the first time I'd seen it. i uh, seen this. Oh I'd say probably I, Sharon, my wife Sharon does not remember seeing this one with me, but I know we saw this. It was either back in high school or sometime around then it was you know, we probably saw it late 90s, early 2000s for the first time. Um, and I want to say I want to say I've seen this at least once or twice before so have have seen this one before And um, I always remember this one being being fun. Like it being you no, know, I, I I like Gary Marshall stuff. I've always liked, you know, always like Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride. Just like kind of the the general vibe and sense of humor that come across in all of his different movies. So um, yeah, so this this one for me is kind of um, how uh, do I don't want to say it? Um, comfortable. This movie makes me feel comfortable. I enjoy watching it. It's a cool. fun. It's just a, a fun movie you can just put on and and enjoy watching. Um, now, having said that, it is a little different than some of the other movies. It's a little, it's got a little bit of a different tone to it than Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, you know, even some of the TV shows like, obviously, like Mork and Mindy and, um, Happy Days and stuff like that. Um, there was an interesting, and I, and I cannot remember where I, where I saw this. It, so these, these are not my words. Um, but uh, I, I want to say it was an article maybe on mtv.com and the the wording that the person used they said this movie is a romantic comedy when it's being built on top of scar tissue i thought that was an interesting okay. way put it it's like you know in your in your romantic comedies you know it tends to be your characters are kind of they're kind of quirky but i feel like in this movie these characters maybe seem to have more going on. Like they've got more issues and maybe more serious issues than what you typically might see in a romantic comedy. And I've always kind of felt that's kind of an interesting take on this movie is that it's a little bit more, you know, the the starting point of the story is more serious than I think what you'd normally see in other romantic comedies. Knowing for, I mean, obviously we're going to talk freely about the plot of the movie. Um, she reveals later on in the movie that one of the reasons she can't have children is that she was abused while she was pregnant and lost the baby. I mean, that's pretty heavy for a romantic comedy for that to be one of the, and I, and I don't, I'm not saying this flippantly, one of the hangups that she has about relationships, um, right. you know, for that to be the reason why, like that's as doc Brown would say, as, as uh, doc Brown and Marty would say, it's pretty heavy.
2: That's pretty heavy. All right. Yeah.
1: so the one thing I and I knew that this was also a stage play and I would love to see the stage play sometime like I, I, would, I would love to see a version of it done um, just to see the difference there are some times where as a movie you can kind of see how the movie was adapting this from a play just, it, it seemed like some of the ways that they would um, position certain sets and you know the the kind of in and out of characters coming and going from a particular room or things like that. It felt very st- stagey. Is not a word. <laughs> it's it felt a little stagey to me, and I'm not saying that in a negative sense, but just I could tell that this had been a play at one point in time. Right. So, question about these characters for both of you: um, Do you feel like? Do you feel like Johnny is too pushy at some points? I really
0: bumped on that.
1: Okay, I, or, I, I thought somebody I, might. I really like.
0: Wow, he's he's really coming on strong. Like, like crazy strong. Yeah, like Al Pacino in a romance movie. Strong, you know. <laughs> yeah, like it's all of his,
2: all of his other characters all rolled up into this guy, and I really think we should be married. Hoo-ah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was something I noticed this time, you know, after having it had been years since I've seen this movie. And I don't know that it bothered me before. And it kind of it bothered, may even be too strong, but it just, I noticed it more this time. I was like, dude, like, give her a minute. <laughs> right. So I could see that as being something in twenty twenty one that maybe not maybe would not fly as well.
0: Yeah, he was definitely pushy, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I, I mean yeah, definitely enough that I like I said, I bumped on it too. Like, whoa, that's that's not right.
1: Yeah, and apparently in the stage play version too, he, he comes on, you know, very strong. I guess the way the stage play is set up, it's the stage play is called Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune. And mm-hmm. the way it's set up is it's really just and I haven't seen it, but it, from from what I've read, it's really just taking place in the apartment and it's it's the date. It's like the the evening of their date. And the way everything starts off is she's kind of she's very reluctant. Um, you know, she's, she just is kind of like, this is gonna be a one night thing and that's it. And he comes into it. Like he's completely fallen head over heels for her. Um, and you know, he, he, like she's his soulmate. Um, and then as the play goes on, they kind of, you know, they're having conversations, but there's not other characters for them to play off of. There's not the diner. There's not the other, you know, waitresses, the other cooks, the, you know, anybody else. Um, so it's just that one setting for the stage play. That's why I would be really curious to see that. Um, I guess Kathy Bates was the uh, the original um, Frankie in the stage play too. But I, I'd be really curious to see the stage version of it because it, it. I'd be interested to see how that compares.
0: Yeah that w- that's always that's always interesting when you see those things whether it's twelve I'm sorry twelve Angry Men or. I mean, I wish I knew all the different stage plays have been adapted, but when you see them and, and it's just Odd couple. OK, so it's it's just interesting to see how many liberties they take
1: or don't take when they right. set it what up
2: direction. They go, what they keep, what they change. hmm. Yes.
1: So here was another kind of interesting comment that was this was in the IMDb trivia section. Um, the casting of Michelle Pfeiffer was met with some negativity, as many felt the actress was too beautiful to play such a damaged and plain character.
0: Well, now that sounds like it's right out of thirty years ago.
1: <laughs> sounds, right? I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, like thankfully we've we've moved beyond some of that because
0: yeah, thankfully that we just kind of hired her based on her considerable
1: acting talent mm-hmm. and let her inhabit the role. Right. Oh, she can't have problems. She's too pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which I know people have said that about me, but I mean, I think you, you gotta give. Sure. <laughs> <Or they have. laughs> hmm. He's he's too pretty to have problems. Yeah. Uh huh. This can't Mo- be William Wallace. I'm prettier than this man. The, the yeah, the most problematic thing I'm about sorry. let me let me stop you right there, Podrick. I'm sorry for what I just did. <laughs> you need to apologize to all of the Celtic
0: peoples all over the way uh, yeah I, um,
1: I don't know Gallic but mea culpa
0: hey man all go. good like uh, of the people that should be doing impressions on the show I am not the one that should be judging or doing them but hey, give uh, us, yeah give,
1: the, give us your uh, <laughs> give us your hunt for red October no just go back and listen uh-huh. it's
0: it's recorded for all posterity mm-hmm. posterior um, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. <sighs> you know what? And seriously, go put it into the Hunt for October recording. And and you won't need to add extra time because there was enough <laughs> of a pause when you guys were just like uh Pat, what did you just do? What'd you do, Ray?
1: <laughs> oh, good times. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. There was a funny there was another funny because we just we just did this one, you know, within the last couple of weeks or so. And all of us here are Star Trek fans. Um, there was a scene that called for Al Pacino to be surprised when he opened up a door. So I loved you, reading this. Did you see this one? Um, so apparently Star Trek six, the undiscovered country was being filmed in a nearby studio. So Gary Marshall arranged for William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy in their full Star Trek costumes to be on the other side of the door when Al Pacino opened it up. Hence the
2: the surprise look on his face. That'd surprise the crap out of me. Mm -hmm.
0: That's awesome. And what we need to do is go find out if there's any footage on YouTube or something of the actual on set when the, you know.
1: That would be outstanding.
2: Hello, boys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jim, I'm a
1: short-order cook, not a doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cut um, to the scene in Star Trek 5 where is trying to distract the two guards, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing.
1: <laughs> Hello, boys.
0: What does God need with a starship? <laughs>
1: there you go.
2: <laughs> but we digress. We Often, yeah. Yes.
1: Um, <clears throat> so, and, and one of the other... So, this to me, I think of this as being maybe a little bit more, and, and of course, like some of the content and themes of things like Pretty Woman obviously are a little bit more adult. You know, you don't do a kid's romantic comedy about prostitutes. Um, I, I, you shouldn't. Let me put it that way, I guess. Um, I, I don't know what Disney Plus is going to be putting out next month, but. That's fair. Yeah. It's a whole new take on The Princess Diaries. Um <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yikes. We're going to get sued. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or contacted. They're like, oh, you have an idea? Um, yes, it's called The 30 Podcast After Dark. Um, no, but I mean, this one, there are things about this one that I'm like, there are some romantic comedies that you're like, all right, well, that's kind of, that's accessible to a lot of ages or all ages or whatever the case may be. And in this one, it's like we already kind of talked about, Coming into a relationship, she, you know, the, the issues that she has because of her past and being abused and, you know, losing a baby during a pregnancy. And, and I mean, it's all heavy stuff. And then there's other pieces to it. You know, he, the, the fact that he sleeps with one of the other waitresses. I mean, that's not, I, that may happen in other romantic comedies, but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. If this is like a, a fairy tale thing aren't the two main characters supposed to, isn't like nothing supposed to get in the way of the two and just the two of them being together. And so, I mean, this is a little bit more of an adult romantic comedy. I guess you could put it that way. It has some, yeah, I has some things happening that might not happen in other romantic comedies. Right.
0: But would they happen in real life? Right. You know, I mean, and and maybe, and maybe not. And I don't know, but like, yeah, that's what I found with this is it, they didn't treat the subject matter lightly, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean it was heavy heavy stuff that she was sharing with him mm-hmm. and heavy stuff that he was sharing with her and it wasn't oh I know what it was. It wasn't just comedic kind of fluff, oh okay, ha. You know, like it wasn't light the movie stuff. There were funny scenes, but the overall context of the movie was was a little bit more heavy and relationship focused, yeah. I thought.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I think a little bit in some ways, maybe not necessarily ahead of its time, like the comment about how they almost didn't cast Michelle Pfeiffer because she yeah. she's too pretty to have problems um you know and, and a couple other things here and there, but I did like in some of the ways being ahead of its time in terms of dealing with particular topics um, I thought it was I thought it was funny, and I hope you know. Saying this as, as, you know, someone who is a middle-class, straight, white man, I hope the the what I found as being humorous but also pointed in some of the scenes. For example, the scene where uh, he asks uh, Tim, he's like, uh, he, he said, we just started dating. Tim says, we just started dating. And Al Pacino's like, wait, each other? <laughs> he's like, oh. I, I knew a gay guy once. And he's like, right. you know, I, I liked that scene. I hope, because I don't want to speak for anybody, I hope that that doesn't come across necessarily as being offensive, but more of a look how sad it is. Like he's trying, not sad in like it's it's really bad, but he's trying to make an effort. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's crashing and burning in terms of an effort. And you can see it on the looks of the faces of, you know, Nathan Lane and and the other character but I'm like I like that scene like he's just he's he's trying to be honest he's he's doing the best that he knows and he his character seems like the kind of guy that if somebody said hey that's not you shouldn't like word it that way you shouldn't say it that way his character seems to be one that would be like oh okay no I I I'm so sorry I didn't mean to like say that or say it that way or you know whatever and Um, right. I like that about his character in this movie. I like that about Johnny's character is that he's, he's very learned from his time in prison. Um, but he also seems to be just a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Like somebody who, somebody who tries to get along with other people, tries to actually listen to other people.
2: Yes. So agreed. Agreed. Very intense fella, but with a
0: good heart. Well, that threw me about seeing Al Pacino in that role was that was in a role. I know like, you know, he's always playing this kind of larger, larger than life kind of very. If not in physical stature, in social standing or whatever, like, you know, you don't mess with this guy. And in this movie, there were a lot of the similar mannerisms to that, but he was playing like. You know what I'm saying? Just like a regular
1: dude, not, Mm -hmm. you know. And so it... um, The intensity of Al Pacino in the body of a diner cook.
2: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: And I I thought he pulled it off. I mean, it was really my hang-ups of what I thought he should be doing that was kind of, you know, oh, this isn't an Al Pacino movie. Well, now my opinion is in there. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, But if I look at it, if I look back at it and just you know, yeah. Yeah. He did a great job with it. So.
1: And I do like the whole, you know, some of the other scenes, some of the funny little scenes um, I I did like the one that was in the trailer uh, where she's like, yeah, the professor over there stuck his hand up my skirt again. All right. Yeah. You pour, I'll bump. (laughs) And just, and how they like behind the back give each other like a little high five. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And all the little side characters in the diner, You know Mm -hmm. like the 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 older folks that are you can tell are the regulars there and you know the the guy that wants his eggs you know just this way and right uh one thing and i and i know this is this is going to come up because it's kind of related to one of our three questions um one of the things that bothers me about this movie um you know there are a lot of things i like about this movie. You know, you've got the, uh, when she's looking out her window and sees all the different people in the other apartments, um, and she, she sees someone also getting abused, and that's, you kind of find out later that that's why she would have a connection to that, because she herself had been through something like that, and, and confronts the woman when she sees her at a grocery store, um, about it. I, I like that scene, it gave me a little bit of, like, a rear window kind of vibe, Mm -hmm. um, with that, but, uh the The one that I did have a problem with, and and that's the reason why i've I've kind of included a one of our three questions that's related to this, is uh, at the very very end when they're brushing their teeth, I mean, do you brush your teeth for twelve minutes with no toothpaste?,
2: yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> but yeah, it was weird for sure.
1: I remember yeah. so the first time I saw that I was like, okay, so you' you're brushing your teeth. You, nobody's nobody's spitting. Nobody's using any toothpaste. Nobody's I mean four out of 5 dentists are going to agree this is not how you should be doing this. Right. So, no, I did,
2: that was that was like the only thing in the movie that bothered me was got it. It was an, an I know what they were trying to show, but yeah. it was an odd way to show it. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a very odd way to show comfortability yeah. and and Right. It, yeah, I feel like they could have done better. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> brush better. Come on. Right? Yeah.
1: No, that, that part, I mean, I, I kind of, I laugh. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I kind of laughed at that part. I'm like, good Lord, how long are you people going to brush your teeth for? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And then at the end, that's her way of showing she's willing to let him into her life, is she right. also hands him a dry toothbrush.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Right
1: and couples who use
2: dry toothbrushes together
1: and, and basically says if you want to be with me this is how you also have to brush your teeth and so he leaves and that's the end of the movie yeah right? game over all done yeah all done toothbrush to commercial um <laughs> no he he does a. there we go thank you um
2: no, nobody listening to the recording can see that, but thank you. Um, uh, so the inside joke there kids, I just did warFies to commercial. There, there it is.
0: There it is. Uh-huh. Grace generation um, podcast, check it
1: out. There we go. Um, yeah, so then he, he sticks around and that's kind of that's kind of the end of it. And um, the only other part that we haven't really talked much about yet that is the, the use of the music, the Claire de lune. Um, and I do like that part where he calls into the radio station and asks for you know asking, me, you know, please that was you cool. know, play this one more time and um, but just it's a it's a beautiful piece of music. I wanted to see if I could pull it up here real quick. I think it got it here. piece of music um one of the funny things about this is and i think the first time we saw this was before these movies had come out but uh my my lovely wife said um because she she didn't watch this one with me this time but i was playing this music after having watched it and she's like you know the sad thing is i can't hear that music without thinking about oceans (laughs) 11 and i was like no that makes sense and this time too watching the movie I was like oh yeah Ocean's Eleven okay alright so but a a lovely lovely piece of music alright do we have anything else we want to say before we jump into our three questions
2: jump away jump away
1: jump away alright it is time for three questions
0: he asks each traveler five questions. questions three questions
1: three questions
0: I
2: award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. All
1: right. Three questions. First question. What is your go-to order at a diner or Greek restaurant? I give you different options there because when I think of like, when I think of like Greek owned restaurant, those are sometimes, you know, diners that might also sell all kinds of different things like burgers and chicken and, whatnot, but so not, not exclusively like just Greek food, but maybe like a Greek-owned diner. We have a lot of those around here. Uh, what's your go-to order if you head over to one of those places? Club sandwich. Okay.
0: I go with the Greek salad. Okay. Love the Greek salad.
1: I'm going to typically go with gyro's mm-hmm like a good like a good euro plenty of good spots around here to get euros oh yeah um now if we were talking because there are some parts in here where they are serving breakfast at the diner mm-hmm. now if we are talking about that there was a diner that i used to go to every now and then when i was in school at university of illinois and they had excellent excellent um biscuits and gravy
2: Mm. so that's that's that
1: that would be my breakfast diner go-to
2: corned beef hash and eggs Mm. that is also
1: (sighs) okay so what 24-hour diner are we going to hit up here in a few minutes yeah i was gonna say man the full moon uh, on 41 i was gonna say full full moon should be 24 hours oh yeah all right well i'll see you there in a few minutes then Uh, my lovely wife said back when she was still able to, uh, eat these different foods that, uh, her choice would be a good, uh, grilled cheese sandwich with some fries. There you go. Mm.
0: You know, sometimes an order of fries. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes an order of fries just hits the spot.
1: Yeah. You
0: yes. know, like just a small order of fries. Just.
1: Yeah. Now the way she originally said it, cause she hasn't, and, and she also, you know, she hasn't been like. She hasn't, I don't think she's had, like, pop, like Coke or, or anything like that for, like, I want to say, like, three or four years now. Oh, my um, God. And uh, she, she's got way more dedication than I do. Um, <laughs> so I'd lose my mind. I know. Um, but uh, the way she said it, she's like, grilled cheese, fries, and a Coke. And I, I was going to be like, you want chicken legs or chicken wings with that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> or fried chickens. Or fried chickens
1: and a Coke. <laughs> Try white toast. Yeah. Do so you want anything to drink with that? No, ma'am. A Coke. Oh, ma'am. <laughs> um, yeah, I think mine's, mine's got to be the Euro. But yes, if it's a breakfast, I'm, I'm going uh, biscuits and gravy. Cool. Uh, do you have any items that you collect? That was another really funny scene in this one. She collects the little elephant statues. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, she's been collecting those since she was a kid. And they're, they're supposed to bring good luck. And he's like, well, yeah, that, that's if they're facing out the window. And uh, <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Lane looks and he goes... You know, that explains a lot. <laughs> that was that was a great line. That was <laughs> it explains a lot. Nathan Lane's character was awesome in this movie. Yeah, he was. I loved his character. Uh, so do uh, you have any items that you collect?
2: Not really anymore. I used to collect stuff back in the day. If I collect anything now it's hats. Okay. Like any event I go to, I wanna buy the I wanna buy a a baseball cap. I've got a ton from golf tournaments and other other such things. Okay.
1: Now, I know My- I, I know. back in the day, Bo, and I did chuckle a little bit at uh, one of the episodes of Lower Decks recently. Yeah. Because uh, the uh, Ensign Boimler, one of the main yep. characters, has the commemorative Tom Paris plate. Yes, he does. And as soon as that came up, I was like, oh, <laughs> I bet Bo would have had the commemorative Tom Paris plate.
2: Well, of course.
1: Did you have a nice. Tom Paris plate?
2: I did not. Oh, okay. I did not.
1: Well, I did also appreciate how um, the the show we often reference, The Greatest Generation, um, Mm -hmm. when they were doing their episode on that episode of Lower Decks and talking about it, they were kind of joking about how sometimes you would get these plates that didn't make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. It's got like Odo and Dr. McCoy and Worf all on the same plate (laughs) together with a runabout. (laughs)
2: <laughs> just because they could just, man just because just because they could yeah
1: uh. or you've got Kira arise with mirror universe kira and uh, captain archer's dog and yeah. <laughs> but you did i mean you had a you
2: had a pretty impressive little collection I of did?
1: uh star trek plates there for a while
2: I did have a pretty good collection. It looked good on that wall, too. It did. It was nice. Uh, Burning question, do you still have the plates? I do. They're in a box somewhere. Okay. All right. I think think they're in that closet over there, actually.
1: Okay. All right. I think I would be sad if you didn't have those anymore.
2: (laughs) I keep threatening to actually go through them and find all the certificates of authenticity and try to sell them on eBay, but that just sounds like work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know don't want to do that.
0: Wait till the time when you have less work. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Patrick, what about you? Do you collect anything? You know, it, I, I'm going to say this humbly here, but I think books are what I collect. And nice. I, I don't I do... have
2: go, – go ahead. No, no, I I, I I second that. I have several, several bins of what used to be in my library back when I was a bachelor and had extra space. So I would say
0: that, I mean, I don't necessarily collect movies. I do the streaming thing books. I just like to buy, even if it's used, like I'll buy, like, I want to, you know, I'll get like 10 books from the library and it's funny because a lot of times I'll get books from the library and then I'll either start one or start them all and I'll read like a chapter and then it's like, okay, this will be the one I read. I probably will never read it again and just go with that. Nine times out of 10, I'll pick a book, read it, first chapter. Yep, going to be keeping that one. Go on Amazon.com, buy the, like, cheap used version. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I just like to have the books. Yeah. So I guess the only other thing that would qualify is I don't do streaming music. Like, yes, I stream my music, but that's not, like, my main thing. And, you know, if you listen to some of our earlier episodes, it's me, like, trying to figure out how to get – music on my phone with an MP3 player and blah, blah, blah. Cause I like to have my collection of records that I have been cult you know, uh, what do you call that? Curating since, mm-hmm. you know, I've got my first couple of CDs and stuff that's been dubbed onto tapes, then from tapes onto CDs to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I guess I've got a collection of things that I hold on to. So. Nice. So there you
1: go. Uh, Not that anybody can see our video here, um, but, like, I think it's pretty obvious I collect several things. Oh, yes. I have a few things back here. And and the other room off to the side, which you cannot see, has all of the comic books and Star Wars figures and, like, all the toys that I had when I was a kid. All my, like, Superman and Batman figures from the 80s and all that good stuff. That's cool. And so maybe I collect too much. I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm, doubtful though. I don't, I don't
1: think you collect too much. I'm, I'm okay with it though. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to up my collection a little bit too. Like I found, um, I have some of those. You know, you go to the store and you see like the six inch tall um, Star Wars figures. They call them the Black Series mm-hmm. Star Wars figures. So I've got a whole bunch of those, and I've uh, I've been looking for a stand, like a way to attach some of them to these different stands. And I have found these stands that I ordered where you can pose them a little bit more. OK, so, ah. so now so now I've actually got uh, Boba Fett is now floating a little bit in the air, uh, cool. you know, as if he's flying. And I've got Darth Vader and, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, posed as if they're dueling with each other. And uh, Does Obi-Wan so, have a high ground? Uh, it's old Obi-Wan. So ah, no, okay. not not this time. Um, but yes, he would. He absolutely would. Um, and I've got I don't, probably close to like 3,000 comic books in the other room, and mm-hmm. we also, ha- having, having married a librarian who also enjoys <laughs> reading, uh, we do have a room in the upstairs that is our office slash library area with so many But I was about to say way too many. That's, that's wrong. Um, you can't have way too many books, but it has so Agreed. many, so many books in that room to the point where we have no more shelf room left for all the books in that room (laughs) and we have boxes of books that have nowhere to live right now.
0: So there it is. Yeah. So they're multiplying.
1: So it is, yes, it's, it's like, you know, put a couple of rabbits together and that's what our books do. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, I was, I was going to say it's a sickness, but it's really not As 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 long as we're fine with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I asked the, as I, you know, sometimes do, I asked one of the, one of the three questions to the family and, uh, I was like, so what, what would you guys say that you collect? And, uh, my daughter Nora said, um, you know, I, I like to collect rocks and, um, dust bunnies because my room is dirty.
2: Oh, that's self-aware of her. I suppose There it is. That's That's awesome. Cool. All right, cool.
1: Um, And then uh, John has a bunch of old baseball pennants. Uh, Hmm. He's got some different signed baseballs. He's got like a huge collection of baseball cards that got uh, donated to him. So he's got uh, he's got some good stuff up there. Cool. All right. Question number three. Final question. What is your favorite kind of toothpaste? Uh, Clearly, they did not use any toothpaste in the making. No toothpaste was harmed in the making of this film. Uh, What is your favorite kind of toothpaste? Crest
0: Original. Very nice. I tend to agree. I was
2: a Crest guy for years and years and years growing up and whatnot. Um, We have switched over to Sensodyne in our old age here. All right. uh, But yeah, I I think there's nothing like a good good old-fashioned Crest original that, let's be honest, probably has stuff in it that's bad for us somehow. Probably, but you know, what the heck, there's lots of bad stuff out there. Right?
1: That's fine. That's fine. As long as it scrubs everything clean that needs to get clean, then, I mean... If if lava soap made a toothpaste, I might use that.
0: <laughs>
1: nice. So I, that was mine as well. Like I, you know, tend to do Crest. As a kid, we'd always do Aqua Aqua. Blah blah. blah. Let's try talking tonight. Aqua Fresh.
2: Ah yes, I remember the Aqua Fresh. Aqua Fresh. Marriage <laughs> is what brings us together today. today. Queen Tweeth is
1: what brings us together today. Um, I always used to do that one as a kid because it had the three different colors. Now I always thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, this one I did not remember Uh, my mother-in-law was over for dinner tonight while we were asking the three questions of the family and uh, apparently the one they used to always go with growing up and my wife was funny about this she's like I always thought it was like so cool that they had this red toothpaste Mm -hmm. Um, and and it was like kind of cinnamony flavored and and she's like I'd go steal some because it was her mom and dad's toothpaste Um, it was close up Yep. Oh, did you? I, I you remember the cinnamon had, toothpaste. You ever, had, ever had close up or not?
2: I remember. I don't know if it was close up, but we definitely had a cinnamon one at one point.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, so it was probably close up because it was probably the same deal.
1: Yeah. I was like, "Wow, I, I never knew there was like this thing for forbidden toothpaste," but.
2: Well, that does sound <laughs> a little Sharon specific, but, but hey, what do you do? Yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> it's, fo- followed with the Homer Simpson impersonation. Oh, forbidden toothpaste! It <laughs> doesn't quite have the same ring to it, though. We no, get the idea. No, the it idea. doesn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to lose Bow at least once per episode. That's how you know it's late because that it's, was it's... funny. That's, right. <laughs> P.M. at night. That one's not so funny. No, uh, it's uh-huh. true. It's and, true. And all these poor people listening to this as they're driving to work in the morning. What? What was the? Like, I, what are you
2: people talking
1: about? <laughs> not funny. I don't know what close up is.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not funny. <laughs> um, not old. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I use Sensodine What's he trying to say? Um, <laughs> <sighs> on that note, before we get ourselves in trouble. At least I didn't try anything in like a. With our wives. In an Irish accent or anything. Right. So. All right. Well, at
0: least I didn't use a spoon.
1: That's true. That's true. Why a spoon, cousin? All right. It's Dell, you twit. It'll hurt more. (sighs) (sighs) Yeah. We are are a bunch of. Noodle alert! Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, Yes. This has been the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, You can find more about us at 30podcast.com. We are at 30podcast on all the different social media places. Uh, Don't forget to check out the sponsor and the rest of the shows in the Scene Stealers Podcast Network, going over to www.scenestealersglobal.com. Our next episode's coming up. To finish out the month of September, we've got Beauty and the Beast. Our Patreon, uh, which should be out by now, is my dinner with Andre. So if you're not on Patreon, any amount of support on there, even like a dollar a month, uh, you have access to all those episodes. we got some other bonus stuff that we're gonna be putting out as well. Um, so it is a it's a great time over there. get to interact with folks. Um, so dollar a month, even just at that level, any level at all you get access to those bonus episodes. Um, October, we've got Silence of the Lambs. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Sleeping with the Enemy, The People Under the Stairs, and our Patreon for that one is The Original Evil Dead from 1981. November, we've got Defending Your Life, What About Bob, The Doors, The Fisher King, and our Patreon for that one is Favorite TV Shows of 1991. So that will be a fun one too where we go through and I'm going to have to make a list of some of the different TV shows and pull my little ranking chart and again, nerd alert uh for that kind of stuff but we'll have that one coming up so there will be some good stuff good stuff uh eerie indiana anybody remember watching that show gosh that was a 91 wow yeah i gotta look and see if wow. i can find that somewhere i used to watch that religiously
2: that's that takes me back man yeah.
1: that was a good one it's like x files for kids yeah yeah All right. Well, as always, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Love talking movies with you every single time. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, for putting it together. It's great fun. Always a good time. Uh, Yep. And again, if you want to interact more with us, head over to 30podcast.com. All kinds of stuff there on our website, all kinds of information, um, as well as some stuff where you can kind of help vote for some episodes for next year. So that is there as well on our website. But in the meantime... Please be excellent to each other, go watch some good movies, and we will see you back here next time for Beauty and the Beast.